Welcome to the National Gallery of Art Film Program, a podcast offering a deeper understanding of the art of film. The Belgian-born film impresario Jean Desmet spurred the growth of a new and young urban film culture in Europe before and during World War I. The Desmet collection of 35mm prints and related materials is now a vast visual historical archive preserved at the I Film Museum in Amsterdam. Liv Rungen, curator of the silent film collections at I, visited the National Gallery of Art on January 14, 2017 to present the program Up in the Air, a selection of silent short films reflecting the era's fascination with aviation. Good afternoon. Uh, it's nice to see everyone. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'm uh, Margaret Parsons. I'm head of the film department here at the National Gallery. And um, if, if you have been to Amsterdam recently, uh, you've probably looked out over the, um, over the waterfront, the, the large uh, body of water behind the central station, uh, sort of a harbor that they call the Eye, I-J. And you've probably seen on the opposite shore um, a very starkly modern white piece of architecture that is unlike anything else in the city of Amsterdam. Um, and you may or may not know that's the, called the Eye Institute, which is the, um, formerly the um, Netherlands Film Museum, the National Film Archive of the Netherlands, and one of the foremost uh, film archives internationally. Uh, mainly because of the work they do in collecting, preservation, restoration, research, and education, and exhibition as well. The Eye is a vast collection of cultural material from all over the world. It's where our screening today begins, because the Jean Desmet collection, from which the films this weekend, and also next weekend, have been selected, is one of the great treasures of the Eye Institute. Just in the last few years, there's been a lot of attention focused on the, on the Desmet uh, collection, the archive. Um, there's been new scholarship, a major exhibition, even an official recognition from UNESCO, which now includes the Desmet collection in something they call the Memory of the World Register. Um, I'd like you to welcome our guest, Elif Rongen. She came from Amsterdam just a few days ago. Uh, she is the curator of silent film for the Eye Institute. Um, she's a scholar and um, an archivist, and she's always in more than one place at one time. She spends a lot of time in Istanbul as well because she's uh, an expert in Turkish silent cinema. Um, I also definitely want to thank our friend and um, favorite pianist, Andrew Simpson, uh, professor of... Um, Professor of Music um, at the Rome School of Music at Catholic University, and Andrew is going to be playing for all of the uh, programs in the Desmet series. So it's quite intense, but it's very rewarding. Please welcome Alif Rongen. Thank you. Um, thank you and welcome. Thank you, Peggy, for the kind words. Um, and actually, for having the Desmet program here at the National Gallery. Um, I just I start with this uh, poster that you have been looking at for a while. It's uh, an understandable com you know combination of French and the Dutch, the Flemish language. Um, but this is actually 
the poster for one of the theaters that uh, Mr. Jean Desmet owned. This is the one in Rotterdam, as you can see. And uh, if you look, you know, like Rotterdam Modern Bioscope Theater, and it says director Jean Desmet. So if you wonder who Jean Desmet was, he was not a filmmaker or anybody. He was actually a film uh, distributor. He kind of you know, rolled into it. He was a film uh, theater owner. He started in the fairgrounds even, so it was a traveling cinema. Eventually he built a lot of uh, cinemas, steady ones in cities in the Netherlands. And then realizing that it was hard to get films, fresh films, let's say every week, uh, he also just started going out and buying them from around the world to show them in the Netherlands. So he, in a way he kind of, you know, found out how to be a film distributor in a time that this was not, you know, settled uh, industry. Um, so for this reason, actually, and, and, and we're lucky, I must say, that uh, he, although he stopped, he quit the, the, the distributing business in 19, around 1916, so this is due to the World War War. Um, he kept everything, I, and when I say everything, really everything, like the bills and uh, for the piano tuner, for example, uh, but also the letters and the correspondence with all these, uh, you know, sellers and buyers and the rental bookings and so on. So we have like the full company archive, and uh, this actually, along the films and the posters, uh, constitutes the Smet collection, and that was what UNESCO recognized as part of the memory of the world. So it is now belongs to the whole you know, the humanity, uh, it's like, a, you know, collect, uh, our collective memory. Uh, why? Because this is quite unique to have the films. And when I say we have the films, we have over 900 films in this collection, uh, all from 1906 to 1916, roughly, so in a 10 years time. And they were all bought from around the world. So we have American, French, Danish, uh, English, Italian, and so on, all kinds of German films, anything but the Dutch films. Films. And Dutch cinema was at that point really was not very product productive yet. Um, so the the programs today, I mean, in this whole program, I when I was you know working with Peggy to put this together, what I wanted to do was to create uh, a little bit of the sense of how these films were shown at the time because we have the rental uh, books, we know exactly what he was booking out, and as you can see down there, well, it is in Dutch though, <laughs> but it says it informs you you can just come in any time you want. So these are like ongoing presentations during the day, and and uh, uh, you know it would be like a if you would want, want to watch the whole program, it would take about two hours. So normal program would have like eight films. Today, I put uh, five films together for this uh, screening because, you know, two hours is a little bit too much for the audience today and eight films one after the other is also quite a lot to take in. Um, well, why do I say that? Because these are all films from before the World War War. So these are not like the silent films that you are used to if you are used to watching like Metropolis and Sunrise, you know, these are very crafty films actually where where the you know the, the scripts were very much developed but now we are going like to 1912 1911 1912 which was a rich year for this met so we have a lot of films from that period and the films were in different genres, genres that we don't even know anymore about. We don't even think about. Some of these genres actually evolved into television genres, for example, when television came. But now we're talking about 1912, going to cinema, was basically the only place where you could see 
uh, images of any kind. I mean, even the newspapers didn't really carry that many images. So this was the moment where you got informed about everything happening around the world. So the programs are designed to recreate, look like kind of, you know, recall that atmosphere, starting with a newsreel or a documentary kind of short film, and then going on to maybe a small comedy, and then there's always one main film in all these six programs. When I say main film, today's main film is 70 minutes. It's exceptionally long, actually. Some are like 50 minutes. And then always finishing with a uh, comedy, short comedy, because this is the rule of the film distributors and exhibitors. Like, you must never leave the theater without a smile in your uh, on your face. <laughs> so um, since this is the very first program, I also wanted to include some of the highlights because the films get shown a lot around the world, actually, you know, um, in various ways, in festivals and in the symposia, etc. And in this program, we have some of the highlights uh, that gets to, sh to be shown all the time. Um, oh, this is the memory of the world. Uh, this is the official presentation from the UNESCO office. So therefore, also in French, um, where they're just explaining how and why. And you can see these are four uh, posters. These are also examples from our collection, obviously. The SMED collection contains also about 1,000 original posters of that time. Yeah, so we start since we are in the United States and I made this program specially for Washington. I thought it was appropriate to start with something American that gets used a lot. Uh, and this is the French film uh, showing us Los Angeles in 1912. <laughs> and this is, uh, the name just escapes me, this is the, 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 the public park in Los Angeles um, that I think has been changed and there is now an uh, action group, let's say, uh, trying to take it back to its uh, original, this version, and actually they're also using clips from our film, this film, <laughs> among others, uh, to make their case. Um, Pershing Square, I think. Is it? Yeah. So, so these films also get used in the various ways. And this is also from our collection, uh, from the Desmet collection. So this is also fun to see because the, the film in Promenade down Los Angeles is the film that we're going to see. And as you can see, it, this is an eclipse catalog that Jean Desmet was sent to to select his films from. And he was buying his American films mainly through uh, French or Belgian agencies. So therefore, the, the information about it that we have is almost always in French. So that short film about Los Angeles will be followed by this film. Uh, this film, we think it's German film, and it is about uh, the letting go of a reconnaissance uh, balloon. I hope these are the right words to use in English. Um, and this is so singular that you will, when you will see the film, the film is basically showing a kind of semi-military operation, reconnaissance, leaving the, um, the, the balloon. The fact that we have an original poster for this is, of course, rather unique, because why would you even have a poster for a film like that, which is only four minutes and showing exactly this? <laughs> but you will see it's beautiful, and it's in color too, by the way. So they really cared about this film <laughs> back then. So the third film is uh, from the Whitegraph Company. I must say that although you know American films are not the biggest part of the Smet collection, because the biggest part is obviously French, um, but American films come like third in numbers, but we have 80 
you know, eight, zero, 80 films from the Vitagraph. So apparently Vitagraph was a big, uh, you know, a client, or this bit was a big client for Vitagraph, and he loved them. And the film that we're going to see today is this one from 1902, starring Maurice Costello and also directed by him. So this is a very nice short comedy. Oh, and again, you know, we have in the Desmet collection the, the commercial for It All Came Out in the Wesh with the, with the French information. And this brings us to the main film, Philibus. Um, well, I don't even want to say a lot about this film. This is one of our favorite films. It's probably different than anything you have seen from Italian cinema. It, uh, it contains this um, air pirate. And you will see <laughs> how to catch an air pirate is not really as simple as you might think. And she's, ooh. and the air pirate called Philibus is also very, very mysterious. That's because, and you might, you know, you know, when you watch when you, when you watch Mission Impossible, when people are coming, you know, from so this is the idea. But this was 1915, and now from Philibus, we usually use that other one because you see the the pirate coming in from the air. But this is another poster that we also have uniquely in our collection from Philibus. Oh, the there's a lot of Egyptian themes and archaeology, of course. And this is the third, again, original poster that we have. So I mean, not only we have these original posters, we have three different versions of them. <laughs> so this, again, you know, I feel so lucky to be the curator of such a rich collection. It's very, very unique. And then, as I say, after the main film, we will conclude with a short comedy. The short comedy of today is Rosalie, Rosalie son phonograph. This was a, this is part of a series, a French comedy of Rosalie's. Rosalie was played by Sarah Duhamel. And if you don't know her, I'm sure you will remember her after seeing her today. And Sarah Duhamel was definitely one of the most uh, um, you know, charismatic uh, comedians of the time. And she, she appeared in many, many films. We are lucky to have about like eight of them in our collection and they definitely get shown a lot. And it's, uh, it's beautiful to see how even today's audiences can immediately uh, react to that. And so, although I assure you, Rosalie will not be going up in the air, but she will. This film also has its own merits. You will see, I will not say anything about it. Oh yeah, this is this is Sarah Duhamel. Yeah, and she almost always addresses the audience and salutes you uh, in every film, like she will. Yeah. So just like closing remarks, the program is called Up in the Air, and I'm often asked what did uh, Mr. Jean Desmet do after he quit in 1916, and because he died in 1956, so 40 years later, he did stay as an owner of cinemas, and but he moved into real estate, so that kind of you know overlaps because he owned then the cinema buildings, he was renting them out, collecting the rent, but he was also doing a lot, a lot of other real estate business. He got you know quite wealthy in his life, um, but he always kept some feeling with the cinema and he had a very curious project in the 20s he bought and this is the check you see thousand guilders <laughs> this is the check he bought the patents to a new invention by an in, um, by an inventor called Chepkama uh, who said he had uh, invented a new projector that would project um, advertisements on the clouds so that is really up in the air, isn't it? <laughs> so this is funny because we have the documents. Of course, this never really materialized and came into anything. Um, 
Yeah, but, but this is basically how he in, invested in it. And you see, this is like the patent <laughs> document, which he, of course, kept. This is the Belgium patent office, and this is like the, the technical uh, drawing that was to be this projector that would <laughs> that would be, yeah, I guess there are engineers <laughs> there that would be projecting the light on the on the cloud. So he was always, you know, a very uh, person looking forward to inventions, and that's exactly actually explains his spirit why he went into the cinema business in the first place. Because when he started out in the fairgrounds, he actually had a toboggan initially, like he was selling the toboggan rides, and then he understood immediately that cinema was the next thing that was going to be big, and he was right. So he built his own uh, whole career on it. Yeah, and then I also thought I'll also include this one because this is again about uh, the, the cloud projection uh, and this says it, he paid for United States the patent fee, so he also patented it in the United States. So in case it took off, you would have had here the cloud projection <laughs> from his company. So I think that concludes it. So thank you very much. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> You've been listening to a National Gallery of Art film program podcast.